0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Deliberately Intentional with me, your host, Remy Fagbone. Today's episode is going to be a question that I'm putting out to all of you. Who should get the best of you? And we're going to start from a story that happened, I think, a couple of weeks ago, but which I pegged that I was going to start talking about today. So there's this couple they have four kids yeah they have four kids and great couple they've been married for i would say 10 years at this point but there's been this real deep problem that the man this is also another rarity men very rarely come forward and say you know what they they need help with anything so i was really um touched by this when the man says hey i want to speak to you about something going on in my marriage okay So he then proceeds to tell me and paint this picture of they have a happy life. Everyone seeing them thinks their life is amazing, that they're fully understanding of each other. But this man has some deep-seated issues that he's not happy about. He's voiced it many times to his wife, but she doesn't seemingly understand. And what is his issue? His wife is extremely social. She has tons of friends. Her family is big and they're close, and she has an active social life, and she's equally busy at work. And then you have these four kids. Now, the man on the other hand is a little bit more reserved. He's not quiet, but he's not as social as she is. He's only one of two kids, so of course their family structure is very, very close-knit. He is doesn't have as many friends as she does. He's social, but. Nowhere near as socialist she is, and every time he brings this up to her, she's like, "I can't ditch my friends. I can't do leave my family. Like these are all people that have been a part of my life all this while." But they've been married ten years. It's not like they're going anywhere. It's not like he's asking her to change everything just to realize or to prioritize their family. And she's not able to seemingly get his point now. So why did he reach out to me? Because In our household, I'm the social butterfly. Um, My husband is not quiet, but he's not out there the way I am. I don't think anybody's out there the way I am in my household. Of the three of us, it's, it's me. Everything spills from me, but everyone also knows that I'm also very structured, meaning you will know clearly that my son and my husband are my priority. Nothing gets in the way of that, but I'm still a good friend to the people I'm friends with. So when he's asking me, he's like, I've seen you. I see that you're social, but I also see that you're very um, intentional about your family. How did you get that way? And so, as you can see, this is why I brought this up as a topic for today. Who should get the best of you and whether you like it or not, a lot of the time when we're growing up, of course, it's your parents first, because that's all you know. But as you get older, it should also—as it, it, you get older, it's naturally going to change, for sure, because then work gets in the way. And then when work gets into your life, of course, a lot of people shift into work, and they give their work. Especially if you love what you do, you're going to give it everything. Some people don't like what they do, but they like, the, they like what they get from work, so they do it, and they put that as a high priority. But what about your family? What about the spouse that you now decide that you wanna spend the rest of your life with? Now, of course, everyone's marriages are different. What people know to do within these um, marriages is also determined by what you've seen in the past or what you've decided that you want for yourself or what you and your spouse have decided together that you want for yourself. But for a lot of people, they don't even know that they need to even do that. And that you need to start shifting these um, priorities The order has to change as you get married. So let's say initially it was just you, your family, however tight, loose, whatever your family dynamic was, then you move into your friends and then your job. Whether you like it or not, once you get married, your wife and your kids should slowly but be right at the top. But for a lot of people, and this is the same thing for um, men and women. Meaning, in this case, it's the woman, which is weird because usually this is what happens with men. Men are the ones that usually can't shift their focus. But the person who brought this story to me was actually a man, and he was complaining about his wife. Now he loves his wife dearly, and the wife also loves him too. But she does not see why she needs to change anything. So the minute I started talking to her, the first thing she says to me is like, "Okay, this is how. This is who I am." Why do I need to change anything? Uh, He needs to get more friends, which is the trigger uh, response to most people. Like, well, there's nothing wrong with me. There's no reason why I need to shift everything. But she's drained by the time she gets back home. By the time she finishes with all these other things, there is literally nothing left in her to give to her husband, and sometimes even to her kids. She can be a little short with the kids. She definitely is not giving him any attention, and he doesn't want anybody else other than his wife. I always say that she's very, very lucky because most people would've just like, you know what? Yeah, she's distracted. I'm just gonna go elsewhere. But in this case, this man really only wants his wife. So what do you think should have been the response? Or how do you think her response should have been instead of the way she's been handling it. Who would think that after 10 years of them being together, this is still the issue that they're having? By year one, you should have already shifted that focus, whether you like it or not, which a lot of people don't know, but you should know. You need to realize as you're dating that that focus has to change. I'm not saying leave your friends to one side, not at all, because whether you like it or not, the friendship bonds that you've created with your friends, with me, I've had friends that I've had for 30 years and I don't need to speak to them on a daily basis for our friendship to still continue it Actually, I don't even need to speak to them on a weekly basis whenever we need to speak we speak but we don't have like a Set schedule, but it is well established that when we were free to do so we develop those bonds Those bonds will forever be there But when every time that we get together which might be every six months or in some cases every year or every time we talk It's a reconnection, but I don't need to talk to them on a weekly basis. I don't even need to see them on a weekly basis for those bonds to continue. Every so often is good enough. But guess what is constantly changing in your life, and you're not realizing your kids. Your kids are growing. You haven't had the opportunity to sab the same bonds that you've created with your friends and with your family that you were born with. You've not had time to do that with your with the family that you married into or the children you gave birth to because those they're they're growing everything is new for them if you're not there fully vested you're missing opportunities to impact on their lives and for you guys to create those bonds together so again who should get the best of you it should be your family it should be your nuclear family but for a lot of people, we miss this. So here's how you can change that. I'm not saying ditch your friends, and I'm definitely not saying ditch your family. Again, I'm I'm proof of that. I'm not ditch, I don't ditch anybody. But it's like a gentle little shift that you have to make happen. Whereas mom is still there, dad is still there, your siblings are still there, but they also should realize that you know what, even though we had full access to this person before, we need to pull back a little. I always say that even though we are a close-knit family right now, I always say that the minute my son has a girlfriend, my I have to pull back, I just have to, because I know it's gonna make it really difficult for him to move forward if I don't pull back. Now, of course, I'm also the one that's privy to all of these other conversations going on with other people, so I already know what to do before I even get there, and I'm always thinking ahead. But that's not the case for everybody else. Most people are like, oh, this is my son and I'm gonna be in his life forever. But are you not making things a little difficult for your son? How is your son gonna be able to give the best to his new family if I keep standing straight right there in the middle of them? That's gonna make it really hard. And again, as I said, most people just stick with what they know instead of venturing out, like, you know what, I need to create new bonds. Remember, as parents, we're not gonna be there forever. Remember that your parents as well, because our parents are gone now. If I didn't start to make bonds with or create this tight knit closeness with my husband and the same with him with me, would we be able to have weathered the deaths that have happened? We talk about death all the time, but do we actually prepare for it the way we should? As far off as it may be for me, I know that I'm always talking about it to my son so that when that time comes, he realizes that it's not... None of that is within any of our control. I say that all the time. But it's something that you have to think about as well, too. And we still come... It brings us back to this topic of who should get the best of you. If you're giving your family, your nuclear family, your best then you're always gonna be okay because that's what's in front of you. Your extended family is always gonna be there, but you have to realize that you have to pour into what's right in front of you right now and give them the best of you so that they can give you back the best of them. I know it's a really uh, difficult topic because a lot of people don't feel like they need to do that. Or a lot of people feel like, okay, well, what if I give this person my everything and then they screw me over? There's no way to look at, that's not the best way to look at life. You have to be intentional about giving what you feel is the most important, the best of you. For me, it's my family, but it doesn't mean that I'm not still a good friend to many other people too. It's all about juggling those priorities. As much as possible, we have to affect change into our own lives. If we don't put these changes in, at the end of the day, we are the ones that are gonna be hurt by it. Thank you so much for tuning in to another fabulous episode of Deliberately Intentional. Thank you, Producer Marv, for all your help as always. And thank you guys for also tuning in. You know where to catch us every Wednesday on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. Thanks everyone.